Thank you so much for listening to the Uproar Podcast. We're so excited for another week, and we're going to get into a topic that's really core to our heart, and that's holiness. We have some beliefs here, and that is if you can live holy, if you can have a healthy heart, if you can bring a harvest and be equipped to do what God has called you to do, you're going to be an absolutely effective Christian. This is the Uproar Podcast with Zach and Cody. Thank you so much for listening as we get right into the content. So where I want to start off today is, I want to start in Romans 8, and I think it's a crucial point for every person when they start out this walk. And Romans 8, 1 says, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. See, I think the reason this is important is because when you're saved, all your past sins have been expunged. Your record's been wiped clean. You're not responsible to feel guilt or to feel like you're dragged down or tied down by the things that you used to do. You see, if, if you live like you're trying to carry the, pa- the weight of your past sins around, eventually you'll become so tired that you won't even be able to be effective. You'll be so constrained by constantly thinking about all these things that you did wrong and why you're not worthy to, to serve this call or why you're not worthy to tell someone about the gospel. It'll actually wear on you and cause you to be tired to the point where you won't even be able to be effective in what you're doing. You see, as God's children, we're not designed to carry around burdens. And I think it's funny because sometimes we almost use it as like a threshing floor for like, look at how successful I am while carrying the weight of this burden. But a road like that always comes to an end. So I feel like some of us spend our entire lives trying to like do small deeds that are good deeds, making payments on a bill that's already been paid in full. And I think it's powerful to think about the fact that All of our previous mistakes, all of our previous issues, they were completely wiped away at the cross. And as soon as you accept Jesus, you don't have to think about him anymore. You don't have to sit around and stew on him and think, you know, how can I honestly go out and tell people about Jesus when this is in my past? And I think the next step is found in 1 Peter 1.14. It says, as obedient children, do not conform or obey to the evil or worldly desires you had before you were saved. This is something that I see a lot working with with younger high school kids. Uh, We really look at it as like, how close can I get to sin and still go to heaven? But see, there's a big flaw in that. And I think the the easiest example for that is like a real natural marriage. Um, You know, I don't look at it as how close can I come to cheating on my wife without losing her. You don't want to die. It's like, that would be like if I said, well, you know, me texting other women in an inappropriate setting isn't cheating, so I can technically still be married. That's like when people ask, can I see this movie and still be saved? You see, I don't want to get as close as I can to cheating without cheating. I want to have an ever-growing relationship with my wife because I love her. And that's the same way we have to look at it with Christ. We can't look at it as how close can I, you know, how much like the world can I appear before I'm no longer considered a Christian. But that's the world we live in today where people are so tied to these things that they've been attached to that they don't want to fully let them go. They, You see, they want a relationship with Jesus, but they still want to be able to go to the party on the weekend or they still want to be able to talk like this in a certain setting. And, you know, It's funny because verse 15 goes on to say, But just as he who called you is holy, you should also be holy. And then 2 Corinthians 6.17 says, Therefore come out from among them and touch no unclean thing, 
the world paints a really bad picture for this. They, you know, you hear it all the time. We're just sinners saved by grace, which is kind of true. But unfortunately, too many people hold on to those sins. They don't realize that they are saved by grace, and that grace has wiped the sins clean. But we take that tagline and hang it over our head. That way, when things go wrong, we can say, well, you know, I'm just a sinner. I just slipped up because I'm just a sinner saved by grace. There's no one that's perfect. And while saying there's no one that's perfect could definitely be argued by both sides of the pulpit, I would just like to ask, why would we set the bar so low? If we are going to say no one can be perfect, so I might as well not try, I mean, that's really setting an easy target to hit to just say, I'm going to mess up and I'm okay with it. I aspire to be better every single day than I was the day before, but just aspiring for it isn't going to do it. You've got to lay out a plan. How am I honestly going to become closer to perfection today than I was yesterday? And even if people tell you it's a mark that you can't hit, you've got to set the bar somewhere, so why not set it high? You're here to represent the kingdom of heaven. And representing the kingdom of heaven isn't walking around every single day repeating the same sin over and over again. It is truly a life aspiring to be holy. It's true. It's 100% true. And living holy isn't just for rules and, and, and religion. And that's where a lot of people mess it up is they think it's simply religion. But in fact, that's not what it is at all. I've seen people searching and searching and searching for answers. And they go far, man. Sin brings you far. But the effect of holiness is it brings what you're currently looking for. And that's the best thing about it. Is while some people treat holiness as religion, in fact, it's just living inside of the relationship and the expectations of that relationship. And when you do so, the Lord will bring things to your hand. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or holiness, yeah. and all of these things shall be added to your life. When we seek God and holiness, he'll automatically place these things into our life. And past that, I love Psalm chapter uh, 34, verse 10. It says this. I'm going to read it for you. It says, The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall lack no good thing. Come on. You can look the whole world. And young lions, man, they're powerful. They're strong. They're agile. But they still lack. Those who seek the Lord. It doesn't matter what your nature is. If you seek the Lord, you'll lack zero good things. You'll have every good thing that your life needs. And that's one of the best effects of holiness is you'll lack no good thing. The second thing, and honestly, the most vital thing is your eternity is going to be secure. Yeah. Uh, like Zach was already talking about, don't try to get as close to sin. Holiness ensures your salvation. Holiness ensures that you're right where you need to be in your relationship with Jesus. We don't believe this one saved, always saved crap. You can disrespect and disregard and walk away from your relationship with the Lord. But holiness guarantees uh, your, your relationship with Jesus. That's the second point. The third point, the third effect of holiness that I love, and we could go crazy in depth on these. I want to challenge you to do some more research on them. The third one that I love is intimacy or closeness with the Lord. Psalm chapter 15 says it like this. Verse 1, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? Verse 2, he who walks uprightly 
and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. And then it goes on and says uh, a laundry list of, of sin and how that will keep us from intimacy with the Lord. But holiness, having a pure heart, will guarantee intimacy with the Lord. I want that. That's what God designed me for. That's what God designed you for was intimacy in relationship. And that's what holiness will produce in your life. The fourth one is God will actually use your life. I love the fact that um, it, the Bible says this very thing. Let me pull up the verse for you really quick. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 through 26, it's describing that in a house there's vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor, and that the vessels of honor will be utilized. That's those who live holy. Yeah. Man, when you live holy, God will utilize your life in a mighty way. God brings increase. God decides who rises and falls. Yeah. And those who are holy and set apart unto the Lord, that don't touch unclean things, but have come out from among them as yeah. the Bible is commanded, they'll be utilized by God. And the last part is, man, you'll have peace with God. If you don't live holy, you're at war with a holy God. Yeah, I want to be at peace with a holy God. And when I'm at peace with Him, all things will be added to me. When I'm at peace with Him, I will have intimacy with Him. Yeah. When I'm at peace with Him, I'll be used by Him. And lastly, I'm guaranteed a spot in heaven. See, living holy is not about religion. It's about relationship. And when you can live in a desire to love Jesus and do the things of the kingdom, then you will live a holy lifestyle and you'll be used to cause an uproar everywhere you go. We want to thank you so much. We'd love feedback. We'd love your thoughts. Most importantly, we'd love for you to share this message with your friends and your family and, and your youth ministries. So go ahead and share this up on social media. We thank you in advance. Give the podcast a rating. And we'd love to see you at conference July 26th, 27th, and 28th in Elmira, New York. For more information on The Uproar, you can go to theuproar.org. We'd love to see you this year for our absolutely free and life-changing conference. Young people of God, are you listening? Disciples don't go with the flow. We're in the world, but we're not of it. We don't leave this place the way we found it. Through Christ, we turn the world upside down. It's The Uproar, coming July 26th through the 28th to First Arena in Elmira, New York. The Uproar. This conference exists to ignite your passion, define your calling, and launch you to action for the kingdom. Experience incredible worship, breakout sessions, and messages. He wants those people saved just like you want them saved. We need to return to this heart of, even though I can't see how my school is going to be changed, at your word I'm going to preach, at your word I'm going to do what you've asked me to do. God, at your word, I will. Plus concerts with artists Cannon and Gavi. This event is absolutely free. For more information, go to theuproar.org. Be the generation to change the world. Be His Uproar.